Well, hey, parents, we so appreciate you taking the time to listen to these little lessons and really for allowing us to partner with you and helping you teach your children how to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus, so that together we can do what Jesus did. Well, today I want to talk to you a little bit about what it looks like to be with Jesus. How do we teach our children to do that? And I would say, of course, like always, the first thing is we have to model that. It has to be a value in your life. You know, one of the kind of values around definition for years has been uh, go first, that we never ask you to do what we're not doing. And that certainly applies to uh, parenting. I never want to ask my kids to do what I'm not doing. So the first thing I've got to do is I've got to learn to be with Jesus myself. I've got to model that for my kids. I think it's also important to recognize that being with Jesus is not just a devotional moment. So as believers, the Christian life is learning how to live in the presence of God. Now that does begin with my devotional time in the morning, and uh, but it lasts throughout the day, every day. So in every situation, every moment, I want to recognize God is here in this moment, and he wants to help me navigate this moment. And that's part of being with Jesus. And I think one of the real keys uh, to parenting, uh, Pastor Jonathan and I were talking recently about uh, the idea that as parents, it's easy sometimes to get into this kind of behavior management mode. And you know, in your relationship with Jesus, he's not trying to manage your behavior. He's trying to transform your heart as you learn to live in his presence. And that's what we want to model with our kids. And uh, that's what we want uh, them to see and them to experience in our relationship. You know, through the years, uh, some simple things that you're probably probably already doing, I encourage you to keep doing. You know, we would put our kids to bed at night and, and pray with them. And of course, we didn't say, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord. <laughs> so, you know, it, I mean, we really prayed. It wasn't a, uh, it wasn't just kind of a, uh, a lunchtime blessing prayer. That was the time when we really prayed over them and spoke life over them and prayed the word over them and prayed into their future and their destiny. We prayed about their concerns, their fears, their relationships, their future husbands. We prayed about their giftedness and calling. And and so we, we, would, we would pray when we put them to bed. Uh, for years, I took my kids to school, and I would pray for them on the way to school. I'd pray them out the out of the car door, you know, dropping them off for school. And so, you know, we just prayed for them. Anytime something was happening in their life that was scary, uncertain, painful, you know, we just took time to pray and to invite. And in prayer, we weren't praying that God would magically fix the situation. We're basically praying that God would meet us in the situation and help us to navigate it well, to represent him in whatever the situation or the problem was. So we, we've we always done that. Another simple thing we did with our kids is we just taught them how to, to read their Bibles. You know, we would read scripture and and teach them to ask questions and to listen to God and to think deeply about what they were reading and really learn to expect God to speak to them personally through his word. 
another simple thing we did is we taught them to worship. You know, when they are at church, uh, you know, they always see us fully engaged and doing our best to to just worship the Lord, to bless the Lord, to to really cultivate our sensitivity to God's presence and His voice. And, and I just want to challenge all the men in particular, you know, often in church world, that's kind of a woman thing. And and I just want to encourage you to to think of worship as, as our battle cry as men of God, as soldiers uh, for Christ, and, and not to let that be something that just the ladies do. Man, I want to worship the Lord, and I want my kids to understand that that is my strength. In fact, one of the things you see in the Old Testament is often it was the worship team that would lead Israel into battle. And uh, so it was not a, uh, it, was, it was something that was just strong and powerful. And I want you to think about worship that way and model that for your children. You know, all of this is so important because when you're in life, the most important moments as a parent are when you're in a crisis. It's when your kid messes up. It's when you're under pressure. It's when you're disappointed. It's when something unexpected happened. It's in these moments where we really don't have time to prepare to act Christian. It's in these moments where we are squeezed unexpectedly. There's a lot of pressure, and all of a sudden, who we actually are is exposed. And those are the things that reveal to your children who you really are. Are, which is why it's so important that we are with Jesus so that we're not pretending to be like him. We're actually becoming like him. And then our kids get to see that. It's when my, it's when my kids blow it or when we're doing conflict or when we're learning how to do relationships, especially now that two of my kids are older, learning to relate to them as adults. It's all of those dynamics and them seeing us handle that in a healthy way that makes all the difference in the world. Uh, let me give you some examples that just come to mind. I was talking to my son a little while back and and he was just saying, you know, even if, if for some reason one day I were to decide not to be a Christian or I didn't even believe this stuff, I would still live the way you live because I see in our family how blessed you are how good that is. I was having a conversation with uh, my daughter, Abby, and, and she's at a ministry school right now. And, and the relationships have been just really challenging. And I, I said, you know what? The truth is relationships are difficult and most people are terrible at it. And that's even in a ministry context. And uh, but the advantage she has is that for 18 years, she's done relationships not without conflict, not without fighting, not without imperfection, but she's processed those moments in a healthy way. That's been modeled for her. She's learned to do that. And uh, that's what we're doing for our kids is that we're really modeling. You know, the Bible says that we will reap what we sow. And so with our children, when I'm modeling this kind of lifestyle, that I'm also reproducing that. I'm sowing that into the life of my children. So I want to sow into their life love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. So that's, you know, it's so important. Your responsibility with your kids is to model Jesus, to model 
God the Father for them. So they grow up in an environment where their heart is nurtured and protected and cultivated and and uh, and really without a, a lot of a plan. You know, I've never really been a planner. You know, we've not done a lot of family devotions. You know, I don't have them on a Bible study schedule or anything like that. What I have done is I've just sought after God and it's transformed the way we do relationships and it has sown into their life those kingdom principles that are now bearing fruit as they've gotten older and become adults. One last thing I just say about modeling and and again, this is so important. I want to be with Jesus. So if my kids do happen to get up early enough to catch me, every morning they'll find me sitting in the living room in a chair with a cup of coffee, worship playing, my Bible open, and just trying to connect with Jesus. And when I begin my day in God's presence, it's easy to live my day in God's presence so that I get to model Jesus in all of those powerful little moments that you have almost every day as a parent. I'll give you, in fact, I'll give you one last example as I close. Uh, last night, um, Abby was getting home from school. She's been away for the semester. She's nine hours away, which has been challenging. And she was back for the holidays and and uh, we were sitting in the living room and I just stayed up long enough. It was Sunday morning. You know, I had preached all morning. I'd been up real early. It had been a long day. It was almost 10 o'clock, which is past my bedtime. And uh, but I waited for her to get home and we were just hanging out for a couple of minutes. She was saying hey to everybody and get settled in. And she was trying to talk her mom into running up to the store to get some some kind of tea or something that she's started drinking now that she's a cool college student. <laughs> and uh, well, Tina hadn't felt well. She didn't want to go. Isabella didn't want to go. She had midterms today, so she needed to stay home and study. And I did not want to go. It was past my bedtime. But I just felt like the Lord said, you need to ride to the store. And I said, well, I'll take you. And we got in the car and we rode five minutes down to the grocery store so she could grab this tea. And it just gave me 10 or 15 minutes to hang out, to connect with her and to love her. And I'm convinced that that's about in the moment, hearing the voice of God, being with Jesus. I'm being with Jesus in that moment, sitting in the living room, listening to the whole family kind of connect and hear the quiet voice of the Lord just say, you know, you should go with her. And it gives me an opportunity to love on her and to connect with her in a very simple but powerful way. And your life with your children is full of those moments. If you'll be with Jesus, he'll help you navigate those moments and parent those kids the way he is trying to parent you. And man, one day you'll look back and really look at your kids and your grandkids one day and be so grateful for all that God has done. Hope that helps. Thanks for listening.